0: Hey everyone. I just wanted to make sure that uh, you had a sufficient trigger warning because a lot of the stuff brought up in this episode is hyper violent, super duper racist, and sexually disgusting. So I just want to make sure that everyone's aware before we start this episode. So if any of that stuff icks you out, this really isn't the episode for you. Good luck. I hope you enjoy.
1: to Bibliorex. I am Bugs.
0: And I'm Bam Bam.
1: And we bring you the worst stories the world has to offer.
0: Emphasis on worst today.
1: Because you've been just glaring at me telling me how bad this book is. I
0: hate it so much.
1: (laughs) I'm excited.
0: I've been putting this off Because usually whenever I have a report, like, I get it wrote down, like, within the week of reading the book. Right. right? I put this one off for, like, over a month.
1: Oh, wow. Because
0: I I just wrote it and finished writing it yesterday. And I just did not want to deal with this story.
1: It just felt like torture the whole time. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. So this one's called Eat Them Alive. I want you to guess what this one's about.
1: Cannibalism. Nope. Darn. Uh, you said something was eating somebody.
0: Yep, it is giant praying mantises
1: eating people. Eating
0: people. So,
1: is this like a Godzilla uh, monster mash?
0: I don't know what this is, to be honest. It's upsetting. Hmm. That's the genre, upsetting.
1: Yeah, so what is the genre? Is it like sci fi? Horror. Horror, okay. I
0: guess sci fi horror. Fun. It's kind of like, you know, those old sci fi movies that would come on and it would just be like whatever awful CGI creature someone made and under that week.
1: Yes, Monster of the Week kind of thing. Yeah.
0: This one starts off the coast of South America. Okay. Near an island called Malpelo.
1: Interesting. Mm
0: -hmm. There is a seismic event happening. And pretty much the first thing that happens, because you're following within this character's mind, pretty much the first thing he thinks is, oh no, earthquake tsunami.
1: Right, if you're on the coast.
0: makes sense, but the way he said it sounds so stupid.
1: (laughs) Ah, so you hate this character.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So after he survives the earthquake tsunami, we find out his name is Dyke.
1: Lovely. Yep. Lovely.
0: It's really funny because uh, every time I was trying to record the story for quotes, uh, the computer would automatically like block out his name.
1: Because it said it was a slur. Yeah. <laughs> we could call him Dick. <laughs>
0: yeah, Honestly, I would be more comfortable with that. I thought about doing that anyway. Like Dick
1: Van Dyke. Yeah. Call him Dick.
0: So we'll just call him Dick. So he survives this and he's on a boat. In the ocean just off of the island of Malpello. And a fissure opens up on the island. And out of the fissure comes thousands and thousands of giant bipedal praying mantises.
1: Do they... They walk on two legs.
0: They do. And they have kangaroo legs. No. I don't know why the story does this.
1: I hate. Mm -hmm. I hate when they make bugs look wrong. Mm -hmm. I I hated a bug's life (laughs) as a child. I hated it. No. (laughs) No.
0: I can understand doing that like in a movie or something like that. Just for like practicality. No. Like if if you just got it like a guy in a suit. And the only way you can make it is to just have his legs bipedal. But this was a choice in the author where your mind palace is not limited by such things. It could actually just be an eight foot tall praying mantis. Yes,
1: and that would be fine. Yep. No, I'm going to find this author and (laughs) give him a talking to.
0: Well, that'll be hard.
1: (sighs) is he dead
0: i'm pretty sure that yeah
1: well, i'm gonna go find his grave and piss on it uh, no you don't do this oh my god uh, it's like it's like the stupid ones where they take a spider and make it shoot spinneret out of its mouth mm-hmm. like ugh. okay i hate this too and i hate you thank you so much yeah
0: you you took that in a way different way than i i just thought it was dumb and i let it go no <laughs> That's not That's the part one that of the box. That is my me. pet peeves. <laughs> that
1: is one of my uh, serious anger buttons. Well, there
0: you go. Just enjoy the thought of <laughs> kangaroo legged <laughs> uh, praying mantises. <laughs> no. uh, oh, sorry. So, <laughs> So these giant mantises come out of the earth, presumably from some underground cavern since time immemorial, and they are starving. (laughs) 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 So you need a minute.
1: It just makes me think of the Doctor Who, where the uh, the 10th Doctor meets Donna and the spiders are coming out and they empty the tames on them Mm. and drown them. (laughs) But it's also just, we want in this story, big giant monsters to eat people. Mm -hmm. How can we do this in the silliest, stupidest way? Oh, let's make a bug that takes a million years to cycle through its development into a buck and I just continue I'm sorry
0: well I don't think the story was trying to say it like that like it was a entirely cavern based species that had been right. trapped there since the dinosaurs Right. The, the text says just over successive generations, like whatever food it could find in the cavern, each other, because they also eat each other when they can't get some other kind of food.
1: And they got larger. Yep. Not smaller. Yeah, that doesn't make
0: sense. They should which have. Shrunk.
1: evolution would make them smaller and weaker and worse off from inbreeding. Yep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and so no, that's not perfect. We're, we're not worried
1: about scientific accuracy. We're mm-hmm. just setting the scene. Okay. Yeah, I'm,
0: this is just a I'm creature I'm accepting feature.
1: it. I'm accepting it. Mm-hmm. We're moving on.
0: These mantises are starving. They eat the entirety of the inhabitants of Malpelo, and it goes into pretty gruesome detail like it gets into anatomical detail of how these things eat people
1: i mean if you've ever watched a mantis actually eat something it's kind of gross
0: mm-hmm. well so is this mm. this was dick watching one of his friends from the village because this takes place in like the 50s i think okay or something like that right this is him watching a friend of his be eaten by one of the mantises
1: yeah
0: the arms and legs gathered in into its arms moved a short distance away to chew the flesh from the bones this mantis was holding the octogenarian down with its enormous hind legs which made old Kello powerless and the green beast was eating away ravenously at the human being at last biting off the head and mercifully ending Kello's life and it goes into way more detail later on and I'm sparing myself and everyone else from that detail
1: <laughs> so it's just it's just grossness like Mm -hmm. the whole thing yep so he's on a boat and they can't swim Mm -hmm. because that's not a superpower given to the bugs at this Mm -hmm. point
0: well i think they can swim just not very well like really slowly or maybe they can only can they swim fly? for a short distance? Cuz I
1: mean regular mantises can fly. Yeah,
0: it does say they can fly, but I don't think they fly very far. Watching this dick becomes very aroused.
1: Oh my god. Yep. No. Yeah.
0: He is very excited about this.
1: He's watching his friend get eaten.
0: He's watching an entire island be eaten. Ugh. And he is getting off on it. <sighs>
1: Is he alone on this boat? Yes. Damn it. Someone could have thrown him overboard.
0: Trust me, you'll wish someone dead oh. the more we go into this.
1: Oh, God. This is so bad.
0: It goes into a little bit of Dick's backstory. He, for the last 11 years, has been in constant pain because of some torture that his former friends and associates did to him. Over a deal gone wrong.
1: Was he like a drug dealer?
0: No, there were more like all of them were like in a a gang of thieves. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the deal went bad and they tortured Dick, like cut him up real bad, gave him a head injury. So he's had... Uh, a migraine for 11 years straight.
1: Oh.
0: And they neutered him. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. he wants revenge real bad. Okay. Uh, so, he comes up with a plan that he's going to raise a man eating mantis army to wreak revenge on his former friends slash torturers
1: could just go to therapy dude really fifties, hey, guys
0: didn't go to therapy therapy wasn't a thing
1: could could create therapy was whiskey he could just start a cult that'd
0: be better <laughs> uh,
1: so he thinks he can capture and raise these things yes and does he yes huh
0: mm-hmm So he's so busy watching all of these mantises eat people uh, that he forgets to look after himself a little bit. And like the mantises start chasing after his boat. So he's like, (laughs) oh, I gotta go. (laughs) So he like starts up his boat. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, just as he's leaving, one of the really big mantises catches up to him and actually gets on the boat. But fortunately for him, I guess he has like a lot of like trapping gear because he also traps a lot of animals in South America.
1: Not a harpoon, because that would be kind of fun.
0: not a harpoon, but he does have uh, like a big fishing net and manacles and chains. Don't ask why. Okay. So he chains it up and uh, starts feeding it various types of meat. Like, he has puma meat. What the heck? Because <laughs> it's, you know, in South America, and they have, have pumas.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So he's trying to make friends with that. It.
1: <laughs> it's an insect. <laughs> yeah. can't do that.
0: Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he makes it back to the actual coast of South America and he's got like a shed or like a little hunting cabin Mm -hmm. further into the jungle. So he like, uh, he like tempts the, uh, mantis with little shreds of meat and like makes it follow him where he has a large enough cage for an eight foot tall praying mantis to fit into. Don't ask why. Why? Don't ask Why? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so he's a mad scientist slash trap. No, you're
0: giving him way too much credit. Okay, he is a real bad person.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> yep. We'll, well, yep. So his plan is to get it in the cage, start mixing various chemicals so that he can find out what the mantis won't eat, and then cover himself in that. <laughs>
1: Do I protect myself from my violent pet?
0: <laughs> well, he does have a habit of uh, keeping pets because right as he gets the mansion into the cage, there are a couple of monkeys that he's made pets out of that just roam around free. And whenever he comes back to the cabin, they just come and hang out and play. Okay. So one of their favorite places to play is the cage. Oh, no. So they immediately get grabbed by the mantis.
1: And eaten. Poor monkeys.
0: Yeah, so the mantis just grabs the monkeys and just like bashes their heads on the sides of the cage very meticulously, like, eats their brains first. Uh, just starts nibbling on the little monkeys.
1: Okay. It's very
0: upsetting. Uh so as this is going on, uh, Dick notices that someone has been in his cabin pilfering his supplies like sugar and flour and stuff like that. He goes to the back door and there's just a native South American fella just standing there like just waiting to be caught, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Does he feed him to his manta?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yep.
1: No. He sure
0: does. Because <laughs> in this story, in Dick's mind, native South Americans aren't really people
1: of course not yeah of course
0: yep he grabs the native man and he's like i'm gonna feed you to my mantis and the guy doesn't know what he's talking about (laughs) he just thinks the guy's gonna beat the shit out of him yeah so he drags him in there and the guy sees the praying mantis and he's like freaking out dick goes to open the cage of the mantis to shove the guy in And the mantis is smart enough that as soon as he opens the cage, the mantis like rushes, forces the door open. Okay. And gets out. Dyke's just like, oh, I gotta go. So he like pushes the native guy in front of the mantis so he can get away. He just runs outside and climbs up a tree because the mantis doesn't have object permanence. And as soon as he's done dissecting this poor, poor guy, he forgets that Dick exists.
1: Uh, uh, um.
0: And while he's up in the tree, he just starts fantasizing to himself what it must be like to be eaten by a mantis. Because he's sitting there watching this thing eat this guy. And he's just like, ah, yeah.
1: Is this some kind of kink thing?
0: Well, he he's a eunuch, and he
1: got cut up. Yeah, the, okay. so
0: he doesn't have like any kind of thing that gets him excited anymore. Okay. And this is the something like really, I, I guess, stimulating <laughs> that that gets his gets his motor going.
1: And he doesn't even have a motor anymore.
0: Yep. So. I'm con.
1: I'm just confused. Mm. When did this book come out? Do you know? In the 70s. <sighs> oh my God.
0: Mm-hmm. So at this point with him in the tree and the mantis eating a guy, cut to 11 years before he's in a gang with four guys. A fellow named Pete, another one named Zeb, Kane, and Ryan. Pete has an idea to rob a millionaire that lives by himself that keeps all of his money in a safe in his basement. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: So... They all go and do this. They're so excited to be evil. Like you're almost <laughs> rooting for that. Like they just seem like they're gonna have so much fun doing this. <laughs> so they go there and they just knock on the guy's door and he's like, "Oh, what do you want?" And they're like, "We're here to beat the shit out of you and take your money." And he's like, "No!" And they just like push the door. <laughs> <laughs> and they torture the shit out of this guy like needlessly like they already had a plan to just kill him him. yeah just kill him and blow up the door to the safe like they brought explosives specifically for that he (laughs) lives out in the middle of nowhere there's no one to hear he lives by himself there's no one else to interfere Right. but they torture this guy hold on let me see if i can (laughs) do you need to laugh (laughs) (laughs)
1: i'm just confused about what the story is it's Uh. so bizarre yeah
0: it's real weird and at the end i'm going to have you guess what you think about the author because you'll never guess what kind of person it is that wrote this okay so anyway They're torturing the shit out of this guy. And here's a quote. I think this is Zeb that's saying it. Zeb's a weirdo. Uh,
1: These are all weirdos. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: No, they are. (laughs) Anybody want to cut off his ears? I like ear cutting.
1: Oh.
0: Just the most two-dimensional evil people.
1: (laughs) Right.
0: Never will forget that Blitz gang captain. We snipped the ears off when I was a tiger kid in Big D. This is the weird, it's like really weird 50s slang, 50s gangbanger slang. Okay. <laughs> it's just so weird. What's a tire kid? Where's Big D? Because this is taking place in Texas. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
1: Okay. And I don't know what
0: any of this means.
1: I don't know what any of that means either.
0: So then Ryan says, uh, go ahead, do it. Let me see if I like it as well as you do, Zeb chimed in. I want to cut off one of them. Tell me when you're ready. We'll do it together like we was damned machines on an assembly line.
1: (laughs) Are you supposed to like these characters? Like within the story?
0: They're they're so purposely awful. So you're
1: supposed to hate them. They're over the top
0: evil. Yeah.
1: But you also, are you supposed to like the main character?
0: I don't think so. I don't. I, I think know, you're su- I
1: know. But I wait. think you're
0: supposed to empathize with him to a degree. But the best I can tell about this story, it is an exercise in how far you can stretch a villain to still be believable. And I think it went way, way far past believable.
1: Okay. That that helps a little bit. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. So this is his backstory. Yeah. This is his villain backstory.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: was running with this gang who are over the top, cartoonishly evil.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. It gets a lot worse too. <laughs> Uh, So they cut off the guy's ears. Then they're just cutting him up. They just like, they're just like making these awful cuts and like not to kill him. And they torture this guy for like an hour.
1: Just because it's fun to them.
0: Yeah. And eventually he dies. And like most of him has gone. Like there's no fingers, no toes, no ears or nose. And the guy's sitting there dead and they're still just like poking him with knives. And they're like just stabbing him in the heart. He's been dead for like 30 minutes. They're still going at it. They're having so much fun with this. Wow. And uh, Dick is like, he's doing the cutting. He's just not enjoying it like a couple of the guys are. So eventually they do get tired of stabbing this dead old man and they go down and blow up the safe and get $2 million out of the safe. And they were expecting like a million. So they get all the money, they put it in a car and they drive off to some nearby ranch that one of the, that Pete uh, had formerly worked at. All right. They're planning on just kind of hiding out on this like thousand acre ranch for a little bit and they're eventually going to drive down to the border uh settle in south america somewhere is the plan
1: with their money Mm
0: -hmm. gotcha so seeing all this money after everybody else's went to sleep dick gets really greedy oh no he gets real greedy the money is in the car everyone else is You know, they make a cold camp, like no fire or anything like that. They're just all sleeping on the ground. Yeah. He goes to start the car, but the car like takes a second to start. Like there's a stall, but it's like making noise. So like everybody wakes up immediately.
1: Yeah.
0: And like grab him, tear him out of the car.
1: That was a mistake. Mm -hmm.
0: That was a bad mistake.
1: Yeah. Greedy
0: and stupid.
1: So stupid stupid Mm -hmm. because if you wanted to you would just pack a backpack with as much cash as you could carry Mm
0: -hmm. and then he was already getting like a fifth of right anyway still a
1: huge amount of money
0: yeah he's also like like four hundred
1: thousand dollars
0: i think he was like 17 or 18 at this time in the story right so like young and stupid so they catch him you already seen what they did to an old man
1: Yep. Who didn't do anything to them. Right. He just existed and had had money. And (laughs) this guy was trying to steal all their money.
0: Yeah. So they ruined, they like cut most of his skin off and Mm -hmm. torment him, cutting off like fingers and stuff again. And the weird thing is like Dick accepts this. Like he understands this.
1: Right. This is his punishment.
0: But then Pete suggests, because for some reason to them, there's a distinction between like a clean kill of just torturing a man for a couple hours. There's a distinction between that and cutting someone's dick off because um, like d- what they did to the old man, they would consider like a clean kill
1: because he died eventually. Right.
0: Right. Well, and they they left him...
1: Intact down there.
0: Yeah, because that's the only parts that really matter to a guy. (laughs) Uh
1: Uh-huh. So they think cutting off dick stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the ultimate punishment. Yeah.
0: And this is Pete's idea. Yeah. He holds a specific grudge against Pete for this. So they make him a eunuch. They expect him to just lay down and die. And they hear someone coming. So they just take off with uh, the car and the money. Yeah. So then this Latino family finds him and nurses him back to health. And the doctor's just like, Yeah, you're going to have a headache for the rest of your life. <laughs> and you don't have a penis, so your life's basically pointless. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> Good lord. It's
0: so funny how machismo this book is.
1: For lacking balls, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's his that's his backstory, why he's so dead set on the worst kind of re- revenge he can come up with.
1: So he hates all of humanity mm-hmm. for what pete and his gang did
0: Mm -hmm. well he specifically wants to kill them but anybody that comes across him he doesn't mind to take out because when they were like in their gang days when everything was like still pretty chill they were routinely like beating up old ladies for like 50 or 100 dollars
1: and so even though he was nursed to health by this hispanic family that owed him nothing Mm -hmm. he doesn't didn't retain any humanity from being cared for. Mm -mm. So he was born wrong, and then it just got worse. Well, he
0: was born poor, is what he says.
1: Uh huh. And his dad
0: like beat the shit out of him and they like tried to knife each other to death. So probably didn't grow up great. Lovely. Yeah. So back to the present, still in the tree. The mantis is eating a guy. Right. And Dick's just enjoying the shit out of it. So eventually the mantis gets done eating, goes back to the cage because there's still food in there the
1: monkeys Mm -hmm. okay
0: because the mantises don't think of anything except the next meal and taking a nap because they'll eat all these people and then they'll just go to sleep standing up wherever they are
1: i'm not i'm okay (laughs) i am accepting this idea Mm -hmm. of mantids and moving on yep good god Oh, this is infuriating!
0: Uh, so the mantis goes back in the cage. Uh, Dick sees this and he's like, "Oh, I gotta shut that cage!" Ga- that cage. So he just runs at it and shuts the cage, and it's fine again. Resolved.
1: <laughs> I don't know if mantises eat dead things.
0: Well, I mean, it was like, a dead thing to that he just killed.
1: I know, but if, but I they're not scavengers. Like they actively hunt. Anyway, never mind, never mind. Yeah, you're putting way too much (laughs) I'm sorry. Forgive me, I'm moving moving on.
0: Dick has assessed that the mantids prefer live meat to dead meat, because the mantids would leave the dead monkeys for a living human, (laughs) clearly. Right. So then he gets all his chemicals and stuff together and over the course of the next two weeks he tests various mixtures of chemicals on rodents and himself. So like he'll just like catch like an animal. Like he catches an anteater and like just covers it in various chemicals and puts it in front of the mantis and sees if it will eat it. This is
1: so bizarre.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So eventually he comes across a mixture that works. It's a mixture of oil refinery scum dog repellent skunk spray and just straight poison and he catches an anteater and like covers this anteater with it. and then ante- the mantis is just like nah i don't want this this ain't it, chief so then for reasons i don't understand uh he just takes the anteater back and like Forces poison down its throat and just throws it out in the yard and watches it die.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is like villain cranked up to a million mm-hmm. with no point at all.
0: Yep. Uh he's found the concoction that will keep him from being eaten by the mantises because he like sprays it on his arm and he like sticks his arm in with the mantis and he still won't touch him. Right. Part one of his plan is finished. Part two of his plan, he takes. The Mantis, which I forgot to tell you, he named the Mantis like as soon as he got it on his ship initially and like hit it with a net. He named it Slayer. Slayer. Slayer.
1: So original. Mm -hmm. Wow. Good job. Five stars.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. See what I meant when I said you were giving him way too much credit by calling him a mad scientist?
1: Because he's just dumb. Yeah,
0: he's dumb and mean, and that's it. He takes the mantis, and like over the course of the last two weeks, it's become like dependent on him for food because he's been like hand feeding it for like the last two weeks. Right. It- it's come to tolerate him. He takes the mantis back to his ship and locks it down the galley, and then he comes back and he goes to a local village of natives and he's made friends with them in the past and spoken to them and stuff and he's got like an established relationship with them already and they're like talking to him and asking about the earthquake and he was like yeah i saw that 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 was whack you guys want to go see it
1: so they're still mantids on the Mm -hmm. island. Like it's still overrun with humongous mantis Mm -hmm. creatures with Mm -hmm. kangaroo legs. Yep. So he's going to give tours and feed all the mantids.
0: (laughs) Yep. He tricks them into going onto his boat and going to Malpelo. So sails off to Malpelo, and as soon as he gets close to the beach, he grabs his gun and he's like, everybody off go feed the mantis says the mantids.
1: I just think mantids will not irritate Yeah, because I keep having to say mantises. Mantises. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even if mantis is not the correct word
0: for your enjoyment. It definitely sounds better. It
1: sounds better. So let's go with that. Uh,
0: They all jump off and they're like horrified. These native South Americans are just gormless and...
1: They're portrayed as just cowardly and stupid or what?
0: Yeah, well, they're more portrayed as just they have like no guile they don't um, understand
1: the childlike that, yeah, thing, yeah.
0: It's gross, and it's way grosser than that. Actually, there's so much casual racism in this
1: mm, 1970s, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, these people. At this point, when I was doing the notes, I was just so bummed out. This one note just says, anatomical destruction of human lives. And that's it.
1: Because that's just what's happening. That is
0: all that's happening. And the text like a bunch of the people that were dropped off uh get like a little bit of attention but you're mostly just going in between bodies and seeing the various ways the mantids are eating and taking these people apart but it stops and takes special interest on this woman
1: Ugh.
0: yeah it's real the mantids like soft Flesh. Right. They really like just ripping the breasts off of women Look. and sucking the meat out. And Dick is just beside himself. Like he is so warm and fuzzy inside right now.
1: This is just so disgusting. <laughs> this is just disgusting. Yeah.
0: I hate it. I hate it so much.
1: Why did we pick this for our podcast? <sighs> this has had to
0: live in my head for like a month now
1: (laughs) oh my god Uh, and it's like if you didn't get it written and out of you you would just mm -hmm. have to keep it there in your Mm -hmm. brain well i'm glad we were able to hang out to get day and get this done oh my god it's so gross
0: (sighs) dick goes onto the island And mingles amongst the mantids.
1: So he has that chemical all over his body. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't think that's going to kill him at some point, too. Uh,
0: That's way too forward thinking for this man of action. Right. So he's like a couple of them are like confused because they know people are food. But as soon as any of them like get near him, they're just like, oh,
1: because he smells so bad. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was so I was just mad at Di- Dick at this point and was just like he goes to the island but smells like shit so nothing eats him. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I just ugh, I hate this character so much. Uh so yeah, none of the mantids bother him. Uh he goes back to the ship and he notices uh when he goes down to the galley to let out Slayer. Uh Slayer has like an especial interest in Dick's feet. Because where he jumped off the boat into the water, it's washed off the scent off of his feet. Oh no! So like Slayer like pushes him down to get right at his tootsie, (laughs) and he like just takes a big chunk of meat out of his leg but he manages to like slip away shut the door and like just douses himself in more of the scent stuff and like douses it in the wound the literal poison <laughs> <laughs> so then he lets out lets slayer out and slayer doesn't want anything to do with him he just follows him waiting for his next meal so the next over the course of the next month is uh dick just trying to create an army of mantids and he does this by taking a gun and he's found like the one because the mantids are basically immune to gunfire except for one particular spot where their head like the segment between where their head joins their torso right so he'll just take a gun and just shoot that spot because none of the mantas want to pay any attention to him so he just takes the gun up to that spot he just shoots them (laughs) And they just crumple and die. So
1: why is he killing them, though?
0: To feed another bunch of them.
1: Aren't they already eating each other without humans to eat?
0: I guess it's a lot of work to actually kill another one of the mantids. So they're just hanging around him, waiting for him to kill another one. Because that's way easier and they stay fed better, I guess. So that that's his Pavlovian way of training these mantids. But you know what won't train an army of mantids to take revenge on you? Uh. <laughs> That's right. These ass. <laughs> 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 this is so bad.
1: Hello, Biblio freaks, geeks, and lovers! Bugs here. We wanted to let you know about our option to follow us on Patreon. We have a couple of tiers where you can listen to our bad book, bad movie review. We read a bad book, and then we watch its bad movie counterpart. In the past, we've done *Aragon*, Shadow Builder by Bram Stoker, and we have a lot of different things in the future. Please let us know if you have any suggestions for future bad book battles movie combos and let's get back to the podcast. And we're back.
0: Unfortunately.
1: This is awful.
0: We're back to mutilation and all this edgy shit.
1: And you know, I don't watch horror movies. Like yeah. I don't watch gross stuff. There was one period of time in my life I could handle scary movies you for know. like a brief year. And the rest of my life I've been like, huh? Yep. I, I no. This is, and this is just gross.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's needlessly over the top and.
1: You just, know, you've really ruined my um fleece blanket that we have hanging on the wall.
0: Oh, good, uh, it's good It has
1: really bugs. cute <laughs> bugs on it. And one of them is a praying mantis. And every time I look at that blanket now, I'm going to think about this book and hate you a little more.
0: Also your pseudonym.
1: I know I'm bugs. Okay, bring us back. So,
0: so he's Dick is creating this army of mantids. I don't care how many times I say it; it continues sounding stupid.
1: It is. It really, really stupid. He's stupid. (laughs) I hate him. Really
0: stupid. So he's like every chapter of this book so far there's always like a little 5 minute soliloquy of just him telling himself how he's going to take revenge <laughs> and he's going
1: to specifically find his old gang mm-hmm. and wreak havoc on them specifically yep. he wants them to be eaten yes
0: and like every pro- like every 10 paragraphs like it'll stop and take a minute to remind you how much he fucking hates these guys <laughs> I don't know if I told you this or not, but goddammit, I want them to die. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: So, this is one of his thoughts. When he disposed of his four enemies with Slayer's assistance, and perhaps with the help of other mantids, that he would coax onto the mainland as he coaxed Slayer... Dick would be in possession of all the money and property that his erstwhile pals owned. With them and their families dead, there would be no one to claim their holdings except Dick.
1: He's thinking too small. If he has an <laughs> army of mantids, he could just take over a country. Yeah. If there's no way to kill him except shooting that one spot on their neck or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Mm. He is no longer the money grabber he'd been as a boy, but he wanted what the foreman had as part of his revenge. He would use whatever he got after their blood and bones lay about his feet to build himself a home on Malpello, where all the mantids are. (laughs) So he would just have to be like covered in poison (laughs) 24-7.
1: He should build himself like one of those um, like shark tank cages Mm -hmm. (laughs) and walk around in.
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, if there was wealth the house would be his mansion uh the kind that the wealthy cattlemen of argentina lived in the elegant rooms in which they entertained so lavishly while they enjoyed their lives of ease and comfort and satisfaction then he might have chairs that matched <laughs> you might he <laughs> might have a rug on his floor And even a piano, though he did not know one note from another, he would be in command of thousands of mantises, and they would fend off any attacking humans who chanced by. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I can't play the piano, but I have all these mantis. (laughs) He goes back to the mainland with like 10 mantids and uh, by himself, he goes to the nearest town and buys a truck off a drunk so that he can haul the mantids around. The eight
1: foot tall mantids.
0: Yeah. Oh, Slayer, he rides shotgun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We best buddies now. I'm surprised he didn't train him. Oh, uh, the track.
0: yeah. He keeps talking. Like, he speaks so sweetly to Slayer specifically. Like, he he watches with glee all other forms of human being ripped apart. But this one mantis. <laughs> He has, like, so much understanding and affection for. Like, he wasn't even mad when Slayer, like, took a bite out of his leg. He was like, no, that was my fault. I should have been more careful. (laughs) Yeah, he uh, continually talks to Slayer and it just kind of looks at him because he's a bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and eventually, Dick starts like filling in Slayer's part of the conversation <laughs> as he's talking <laughs> to him. <laughs> uh, it's wild. So uh, he starts hauling these mantids around to villages on the way to where he thinks Pete lives. And every time he comes across another village, he just lets the mantids loose, and they eat everybody. And it's gross, and I hate it. There's so much for ridi- like it gets boring how much uh, just ripping apart of human bodies there is. So eventually, he finds he like spies on Pete at his house with his family and children. And that's another thing about this book; it does not hold its punches with children
1: Ugh, no like there are
0: infants like some of the native south americans that he took to malpelo mm-hmm. uh some of them were carrying infants mm.
1: mm-hmm. this guy's just a heartless bastard yeah like that's the whole point mm-hmm.
0: it's fucking awful i hate it so uh he spies on pete's family and he like reveals himself and Yeah, before he shows the mantids, and uh, he's like, "Hey, Pete, you remember me?" And Pete's like, "No, (laughs) I don't remember (laughs) you at all." And he just like shows them all his scars, and Pete's like, "Oh, right." He doesn't pull
1: his pants down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Presumably, that's the only thing that makes sense
1: because this guys,
0: they've all like cut people up for like years. Right?
1: Like, You'd think that you could would
0: be, be anyone. Could
1: be any of the people <laughs> they've tortured.
0: Uh, he sticks the mantids on them, and like the mantids at this point are well trained enough to hold the people hostage without actually killing them and he's like and of course Pete is just as much of a bastard as uh Dick is so Dick is like trying to like tease him by torturing his children and his wife and maid trying to get him to break but uh he doesn't break until he six slayer on Pete's wife
1: mm.
0: this is the quote paper I don't like this paper. (laughs) I don't either. In a single bound, Slayer had Mona in his clawed grasp, forcing her to drop the baby, flinging her from the table and onto the ground in front of Dick and Pete. With one sweep of his gigantic claw, he had the clothes off her beautiful body, and he was upon it with both of his great feet. Quickly, he slashed off her breasts and held them high, letting the blood drip from the rounded heap before he popped it into his mouth and began to with glorious satisfaction, hissing his pleasure as he ate loudly. He spoke low and hoarsely in turn. Christ, no, no, Dick, don't let him. And Dick taunts him. Slayer loves eating women's breast <laughs> more than any other part of human meat. And humans are his favorite meal. And Pete's like, don't you have anyone that you've ever loved? And Dick says probably the most insane thing he says in the entire book. Uh, He says, Pete, a eunuch cannot fall in love.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) You know, because if you don't have a penis, you don't have any feelings. Yes. That's that's where all the feelings are. I can't
1: love anyone either. I don't have a (laughs) dick.
0: And that's why women have to stay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Ah! <laughs> oh
0: God. I'll probably cut that. <laughs>
1: no, nah, it's funny.
0: Uh, all right. So I just <laughs> I just who
1: who hates Unix so much when writing this book? Like They, it's like having a gay villain. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I hate gays, so let's make the villain gay. Yeah, let's just make him the fucking worst. Let's make him the worst. And it's like, why are we making him be a eunuch? (laughs) This central part of the story. Mm -hmm. You didn't need to. This was a choice, man. Mm. Why? Oh, my God. (laughs) You cut off my dick. I could never
0: have love. (laughs) So to <laughs> So to skip more just pointless torture, uh, he makes Slayer eat uh, Pete's genitals. And, and then finally Pete cries. <laughs> <laughs> and he has his revenge. and that's where I stopped reading.
1: <laughs> Wait. Is that the end of the book? Or that did is you a d-
0: quarter of the book. That is where I stopped reading no. because the only source that I could find of this book only went eleven chapters in.
1: There's more of this There's book out there. More,
0: actually. What? Because if you go online, because this was just a video on YouTube of someone that had gotten the sound files of an actual audiobook that someone recorded, like good quality audiobook mm-hmm. recording. And you can't find it on Audible or any other kind of uh, audiobook sources, yeah. right? You can't even find a paperback copy anywhere for less than $400.
1: Good God. Mm-hmm.
0: Does,
1: does this thing have like a cult following?
0: Yeah, of people that are willing to spend like $400. Did you find the cover? Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 What the hell?
0: Uh, I'll give you the synopsis of uh, what I read from other reviews that actually read the rest of the entire book.
1: Right. Because, yeah, I do not blame you Mm. at all.
0: Because I didn't want to. I might have been able to find more of the book, but I did not want to. Right. Because I do not like this book. I did
1: not like this book. (laughs) No way.
0: (laughs) So, according to reviews and all the other sources I could find, uh, the rest of the book is very much one note, like it has been so far. It's just more killing, more revenge, bleh.
1: It's just. More mantis. It's <laughs> just a fantasy about going out and eating more people. Mm-hmm. The whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And it keeps happening like that. Until you get to the last victim, whose name is Ryan, who has a brother who gets away. He goes and creates his own mantis (laughs) army. (laughs) And he uses it to fight Dick's mantis (laughs) army. (laughs) And then he shoots Dick and then Slayer eats him. And supposedly that's the end of the story. And I could not give a shit less except to hear that he finally dies. Um, He
1: finally does die. Wow, that was so bad.
0: So yeah, like I said, I believe this book is sort of an exercise in what you can do with a character like that.
1: Right. Because
0: it doesn't make any sense otherwise. But I want... I want to do my own little exercise now. What kind of author do you imagine the person who wrote this to be?
1: (sighs) Like, I've been thinking about that the whole episode after you mentioned it. Mm -hmm. You know who the author is and you know details about them. (laughs) Okay. So...
0: I know a smattering of details. Like, people have looked into this author and Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot to find out.
1: Okay, random off the top of my head, a Catholic priest.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know a little old lady.
0: <laughs> huh?
1: Wait, it is a little old lady.
0: Oh, my fucking God. Her name is Evelyn Pierce Nace. Wow. And the only thing I could find <laughs> that was like any amount of detail about her was on pampanews dot com. And I think Pampa News is, like, a local newspaper somewhere in the UK, I believe.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, and she was one of their columnists in the 80s, <laughs> and mostly writing, like, friendly pieces on marital issues and local news. She was also a Sunday school teacher and had a church writing club and wrote erotic porn.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Complicated lady. I bet she was really neat.
1: No. Other than writing this
0: piece of shit. I'll
1: bet she was buttoned up. I'll bet she wore ankle skirts and... (laughs) you know, button-up shirts to the top. Mm-hmm. I'll bet she never cussed in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. And all of that repressed hate and anger came out, came in, out in, her, this in this one book. <laughs> like...
0: It's just so Wow. Weird. Like,
1: that was a ride. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think I'm I need after here. This was hard.
0: <laughs> just like uh, Dick, every time he watched someone uh being split apart he he also needed some aftercare and uh cooling down
1: This, you know uh if we if we ever hit it big and make lots of money i will buy you a copy of that book
0: i will fucking burn it
1: <laughs> uh, I
0: will just, I won't even think about it. Like, oh, this is equal to $400. Better set it on fire. Uh,
1: Make a TikTok and go viral. My co hosts, Bobby, this $400 book. Watch, Bugs. Watch what I'm doing.
0: Look what you made me do. <laughs> uh, uh I'm, I'm gonna God. do like a uh, follower goal. If we get a thousand subscribers on any of our platforms, I'll buy the book and finish the report.
1: That's a dangerous I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's a goal. So if any of our listeners oh, want to
1: Patreon, just make goal. me fucking
0: hate myself. If you want to make
1: Bam, bam, pull out his hair and cry. <laughs> tell your friends, tell your family, create five accounts and join under every single one.
0: <laughs> <sighs> That's right. Bibliorex 24-7 on all your devices. <sighs> oh, well, I hope God. I hope someone enjoyed this because I didn't.
1: I did not. That was <laughs> bad
0: Uh,
1: oh yeah so what wait wait you didn't write it you gotta write it
0: (laughs) i give it like a two out of five
1: no you have to school grade it it. oh you know
0: i i give it a c
1: a c wow Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not a d not an f
0: because it yeah i don't know maybe a d is better Because it has like some amount of value. Like, I think writing, committing to writing a character like this through the course of a whole book like this has some amount of value.
1: Like, that was a level of commitment.
0: Yeah. And writing like a villainous character like that has value in the way that Edison. Finding a thousand ways not to make a light bulb is valuable.
1: Right. To show us how, how not to write a story. Yeah.
0: But uh, that that's 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 it. We we love you.
1: <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this awful, awful, awful story. Oh my god. Please send us an email and tell us how much you hated this story too Mm
0: -hmm. and ideas for books that you hate
1: yes let us know your worst books you've ever read Mm -hmm.
0: but i think that's gonna be it for ever i quit (laughs) this (laughs) This broke me
1: (laughs) no well i'll take us up next time then
0: (laughs) uh goodbye everybody
1: bye